Deanna Lana's podcast. Wendy and Lana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo! Hello and welcome to Getting Lit, Alana and Wendy's totally excellent literary podcast. This is season three, episode 10 of our romance novel focused podcast. My name is Alana and I'm one of your hosts today. And I'm Wendy, your other host. Today we are discussing the parenthesis alien on parenthesis nanny for Christmas by Amanda Milo. God, that so title. The, <laughs> the alien nanny for Christmas. The alien nanny for Christmas. I mean. How? I mean, wow. That this title. book is like six months away from becoming a Hallmark movie. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, the alien. The a- There's just so much going on. Nanny. Christmas, alien, also, using parenthesis and titles, just a lot going on. Also, y'all should take a gander at the cover because I thought <laughs> he was wearing a red shirt because he's like excited about Christmas. No, he has red scales. He has red on his scales body. on his body. <laughs> All over his body, he has red scales. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, because it looks like a shirt, but it's not a shirt because he a shirt. is an alien. And he has scales. Um, yeah. And it's great because it's a chest. It's a chest thing, but like the chest is the part that's not showing. Um, mm-hmm. Head cut off, torso, but there's like cookies in front of it, which like yes. if I were to choose, I would probably take both cookies and the naked torso. Both. Yeah. I mean, there aren't a lot of those, but readers, if you know of any cookie naked torso Hit me options, up. Yeah, at me. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> I don't know what those things mean. <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah, um, it's something else. It's definitely something else. Yeah. So, so what are you drinking, Wendy? I am drinking a Negroni. Nice. It's just what I drink. What are you drinking, like Alana? <laughs> you what? often drink a Negroni. This is a great cocktail. It's a wonderful cocktail. It's a good cocktail. I did not do it service this time. Kind of tastes bad. But I'm drinking it anyway, because whatever. Because um, it's Christmas season, it's and we're Christmas all doing season. our best. <laughs> we're all doing our best, and it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's Christmas. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking a concoction, which is pretty much a Christmas cocktail. I actually, I looked up mint Christmas cocktail because aliens are often green mm-hmm. and mint is green. So, so this alien is red. But this, though this alien is red, I now see from the cover, which I think I knew, but I forgot. Yeah. Anyway, so I made a drink I call an alien cocktail for Christmas, and it <laughs> is... Well, it's beautiful. It includes Bailey's Irish Cream, Creme de Menthe, which gives it a green flavor, vodka, half and half, which gives it kind of a, um, like a milkshake taste, Mm -hmm. and then uh, crushed ice and a mint mint sprig and whipped cream and semi-sweet chocolate morsels, which is a name for those mini chocolate chips. And, you know, you you basically shake it all up in a cocktail shaker, the first stuff minus the whipped cream and the sprig and stuff and it's delightful it's kind of a sort of a grasshoppery and you can make it more andy's mint i think if you add more creme de mint which smells growth by itself 
I just bet. FYI. But <laughs> it came out very pretty, which is what Wendy was saying before. It looks like a picture. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it looks beautiful and I mm-hmm. want it. And, you know, Christmas is that perfect time for eating and drinking as many fatty things as you can find. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I want in my mouth. Yeah. But I can't. The first time I made it, I made it with almond milk because that was like, some people were saying it was too rich. If you mm-hmm. did with the half and half. And I'm like, this is not rich enough. <laughs> like, I need this to be like, like a real milkshake. <laughs> no, sir. This is not rich. No, sure. I have not even begun to to rich. <laughs> I am the person that is making the crazy drinks. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish so, that I had that. <laughs> so I'm in Seattle right now. So I'm over at my mother-in-law's house. And she was very helpful in the purchasing of, of the things for this drink uh, as well. Oh, that's so nice. I was like, you're not even at home and you're, you got these fancy cocktail stuff. Yeah. Me and my mother-in-law, our thing is, um, when I come to town is we make challah, Mm -hmm. which is a bread. And then our other thing that we do is like, we'll kind of like do various different like foodie activities. So we made like fancy French bread pizza. And Mm -hmm. then we had kind of some discussions on what would what they had kind of in the house and how we could kind of combine it together to make this particular drink. I love how you always have an activity that you do with your friends and family members. <laughs> like, it's, you know, yes. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have like particular roles for their friends and don't often step out the boundaries of those. But you take it to a whole other level. <laughs> like, you're like, we have scheduled this thing. And we are going to do this thing, <laughs> and then we're going to, if we have yeah, more time, our, I'll schedule something else. You know, you say that, but I literally, the first thing I did this morning when I got to um, Bethany's house was I made an agenda with an hour by hour <laughs> of how we were going to do all the things that we wanted to do. Because I also wanted to make sure that we were able to, to do um, this podcast downstairs, so I also wanted to make sure that we weren't, like, at the store when we were supposed to be doing it and stuff like that, so. But yeah, I definitely, I mean, with my mom and dad, I have book clubs that I do with each of them individually. Yeah, book clubs are your activity of choice. But there is also that friend that you only do, like, dog-related marathons with. Yes, animal-themed 5Ks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So specific. (laughs) Maybe this is sort of like an A-type personality uh, guide to friendship. Possibly. (laughs) I don't know. I actually had a great time when you guys were here because one of the reasons that I am B-type and I get like anxious when people try to tell me to do a schedule, I'm like, when am I going to rest? Because I need a lot of that. That's what stresses me out because schedules to me mean like I have to go do this and then I have to go do this and then I have to go do this. What if I'm tired? What if I just want to sit here? You know, like that's usually not scheduled in. But with Alana, it (laughs) it is scheduled in. And I was like, this is actually awesome. (laughs) Yeah, because I literally would be like, we are going to sit and like read for 30 minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. or like an hour. Like, we're not going to do anything for. Yeah, this is the kind of schedule I love. We're going to. You know, like in in Girl Scout camp or of other camps, there's like free time where you get to 
read or write to your parents. I love that time. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's kind of like when you're on a plane and you have X number of amount of time and you can spend it whatever way you want. Anyway, I love me time. I loved me time. Yeah. Even though technically as a like a fully functioning adult, all time is me time. But it's I like, not I like, really. Yeah. If you have to work for your money, then no, it's not. No, definitely. But yeah. So we need to talk about this insane book. <laughs> I know that we're all you know like not I... talking about it, but oh my god! <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this with you because I know you probably hated it, and I have not asked you at all. Like there has <laughs> been, there has been no conversation beforehand. Usually we do that, and I know we're gonna have opposing views on this <laughs> because there's that weird part of me where it's like I only like really good books, and then this weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you like that up. book alana okay all right first of all we need to write do the back so the alien nanny for christmas should be somewhat self-explanatory but i'm gonna read the back to you hi i'm gwen i'm a single mom <laughs> to two growing boys and now i'm the brand new owner of an alien whose greatest wish in life is to become a live-in nanny it's been kind of a weird day I wholeheartedly recommend adding an alien to your household, though. He cooks, he cleans, and the kids love him. But three things you should know if you are going to keep a 10-foot-tall alien in your basement, you might need to invest in flame-proof cookware. He will think of you as the planet's equivalent of a princess, and he and my alien is totally stealing my underwear. That's the book. <laughs> and, all right. It's pretty much I, it. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. And there are just so many levels of like, I mean, I kind of took a moment where I'm like, we all agree that we should not in any way like equate this with any sort of date. Like, I'm like, it almost like you have to read it as a fantasy book because there are just so many things that are so wrong about this book when you think about it, including yeah. but not limited to the fact that after only a couple of hours of meeting an alien, she leaves her toddler with it. <laughs> yeah. she also doesn't think that anyone is going to think it's weird that suddenly she's leaving her toddler alone where no one has come in to come and take care of the toddler yeah like that's neglect and People literally think that you neglect. breathes fire literally and he breathes fire and she's like that's gonna be fine like as if it's <laughs> nothing like i just it's <laughs> Such a crazy book. And then like the fact where she's like, well, I guess I'm doing this. So now I guess I'm going to, you know, also have sex with this alien. Fine. Like, like, it's whatever. And it's also whatever. She basically, he's basically a slave. He just doesn't know better. He, she's like, yeah, yeah you can live in my space and never leave the house and do all these chores for me and always answer to my wishes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do that slave he's like that's exactly what i want all right first of all let's talk about him as an alien because that's a whole thing like mm -hmm. you know how in a lot of sci-fi and fantasy the aliens looked just like people this ain't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he has horns he's seven feet tall he's 10 feet tall he can't be yeah. 10 feet tall. He, he no, must be he's seven. Yeah. He's seven feet okay, tall. so this dude is apparently reptilian. 
has like scales, has a tail, has horns that scrape off of the the drywall on the top of the ceiling when he gets too excited. So he is hunching his entire existence in this house. And he breathes fire. And instead of hair, he has spines. And he also has like cutlery sharp knives on his tail. And also blades on his wrist. I don't know. And then, oh, and there's like some poison thing that happens. Who the fuck knows? This guy's... But let's, okay, but we also need to go over the fact, but completely, despite being reptilian in almost every other way, mm-hmm. has human male anatomy. Yeah. Like, for... This dude has two hearts. His reproductive organ. Like, I don't know if she should venture down there. She's definitely on the wild side because <laughs> if this dude has two hearts, like, what the hell is going on in his pants? You know? I know. And she doesn't even seem like she's kind of like, oh, good. But, I mean, she should have been a little bit more prepared. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just a little bit more prepared for something that could be pretty weird. Yeah. Also, this is 200 pages or something. Yeah. So, it's a novella. It's so short. And I'm I'm sure it's like number four or something, 4.5 in the series. I I didn't look at it. Yeah, it's part of the Stolen by an Alien series, but it's a standalone novella. Why not? Why Why not? not? Um. (laughs) He drops from Earth and then he meets a butterfly and he's like, this butterfly is so cute. And then she's like, who are you? Why did you just breathe fire onto my house? And also, why are you so excited about a butterfly that's dying? And then she almost makes him cry. (laughs) And then he's like, I have decided that you're my mate and I will do everything that you want me to. And so she's like, okay, here's my child. Good luck, sir, with a tail and spines and red (laughs) scales. It's like, I don't even trust like humans. I don't know. I probably wouldn't trust like humans that I know. I would be like, are you sure you're okay with a baby? My own sister or whatever. I would be like, are you sure you're okay with a baby? But no, he's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, this man could eat your child. He could eat your child. He eats the, he crumbles up bones in his mouth. Yeah. And I really worried early about 60% into this book in which she says her son, who is like a teenager, he's like 12, says, mom, Chris says with a firmness that staffs me out of my panic. I take him by the shoulder and face him square on. And she says, am I doing the right thing? I whisper. And Chris's eyes widen and his chin drops. You're asking me? Yeah. yeah. Who oh, the fuck? Man. Oh, man. <laughs> like, She's not like, the best at being yeah. a mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of it's kind of concerning some of the decisions that she makes. But, yeah, especially because, like, she doesn't even know if, like, their society's understanding of what, like, a toddler should do is what most people. In that, like... Yeah. The alien nanny basically nearly murders a group of teenagers who are mean to Chris, the son. Like, there's just a lot fine. of near murders that happens. Yeah. With his poison talons. Poison. And, and sharp knives on his tail and breathing fire. He's basically just a dragon. Like, there's so, not, it can't be anything yeah. else. Yeah, he's basically a drag. But the big part about it is he comes from a society where 
men are basically submissive and they live kind of as kept slaves who yeah. take care of the children. But, and so that's why it's kind of okay in that universe. Um, Whatever. <laughs> but I think that in this book, if you susp suspend belief that like none of this is based on in any society that looks like our society, it's all right. I mean, they basically, the whole book is that they have some heartwarming family moments, then they get it on, then they have a Thanksgiving turkey, and then they get together for a family Christmas. And then at the end, in the epilogue, they leave Earth because he apparently has impregnated her with his baby. With what? <laughs> 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 I mean, I know that the previous books have probably talked about this in detail. So that's why we're we're taking such a slapdash response to it. But also, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at all. <laughs> this seems like a lot of not planning. This seems <laughs> like a lot of not thinking into the future. Like, she didn't even know that the whole commune with humans thing was happening colony or whatever was happening so she was like i'm just in love with him and he's just gonna live in my basement for the rest of my life like there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that is there anything wrong with that you know just just not thinking ahead really i'm like what's the long-term potential of this relationship not a lot i'm just saying that i might understand why her husband was kind of pieced out of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was like the biggest burn I've heard you say. <laughs> I understand <laughs> the deadbeat dads. Of the deadbeat dad. I understand why you might be a deadbeat dad in this situation. I mean, yeah. So what I'm getting from this is you might have liked this book. I did like I'm this getting. book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, I'm comfortable in the world of shapeshifters. There's a lot of like weird shit going on, but I'm, I'm fine with it. It's fine. I just kind of saw it as like a slightly, it was kind of like fan fiction, basically. <laughs> Yeah, like it exists in a universe. I feel like if this is the sort of book where like the, the premise is so ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. It is so ridiculous that you can't even like take it too personally that it's so ridiculous, right? Yeah. It's basically like jazz, you know? <laughs> and it because was like... <laughs> yeah, because like I would say one of the major climaxes of books is when the alien nanny... Talk, has talks um, Gwen, the main character, into letting her kid do karate classes. Mm -hmm. Like, what a strange universe. In <laughs> also, it's 100% domestic. He never goes outside except to briefly, when he shows up, and then also to briefly chase after those kids. And also he goes to the hardware store once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how he's like, you know, Comic-Con, I'm that. Whatever that <laughs> is. She's like, oh. <laughs> but, like, what are these other books about? Like, does anybody have long-term potential on Earth? Because they all look like fucking dragons. Yeah, I don't know how that couldn't become an issue. Yeah. Well, the first one is called Stolen by an Alien. So maybe he's back in 
alien world where where yeah. they totally think it's fine that some weird mammalian biped is just hanging out with all the dragon dudes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's kind of in that same universe. Yeah, because I just briefly clicked into one of them, and it looks like it involves one of those uh, princesses, that mm-hmm. of which um, the main character thinks um, his love interest is one of them. Also, can we discuss the weird stylistic choice? I have only one real problem with this book, and that mm-hmm. is the fact that the sex scene happens from the alien's perspective. Does it? Yes, the oh, first man. one. And it includes, like, like calling someone's vagina a slit, which is, like, weird. Anyway, like, it's really odd to me that you would write that scene from the alien's point of view. Um, like, just in general. Uh, and that was, like, I was, like, ugh, like, this is gross. Because it's got all these <laughs> weird, like, auto-translate names for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, use your inside spaceship voice. <laughs> I was like, that's too camp. That's too camp. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sex scene was a little weird. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that might be like what the like this this alien thing is like mostly in is like. I don't know, these weird sex scenes. I don't think you could write a totally normal sex scene that would be weird for a person who has red scales. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's funny because I often read shapeshifter novels, but like, at least they look human. Like, I was like, this is like getting into a whole other category of kink, really. Because this person does not look remotely humanoid. He doesn't even have hair. He has spines. She like rakes her hands through the spines and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's like a whole other kink of like having sex with something that is definitely not human, which is fine, I guess. (laughs) I think I would try at least the first book because I kind of want to know what's going on with the, um, this society where women have multiple husbands and some sort of weird, like, earring process. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think the first one involves some sort of alien gladiator as well, who's also a recce or whatever. Whenever I look at their skin, I sort of think of those sequined pillows, you know, that you run your hand <laughs> over. And yeah. then they're, like, different. Like, yeah, I- yeah, that, Even that's like what I think of. Snakes, snakes feel weird. Yeah, I, I feel like it would also be really cold if you were a cold-blooded humanoid. Are they cold? Like in the same way? I don't think they are. But then why would they have scales? I have a, also why would they not lay eggs? I have a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions that come. Also, why the fuck are you living in a house that is so low? With such low height that you can just, like, scrape your horns against the ceiling. <laughs> like, they are not getting their deposit back. <laughs> no, that they are not. <laughs> but also, if you have problems with your toilet flooding, like, call the landlord, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that guy's a slumlord. I can tell. That was probably, like, the realest part of the book. Like, I don't know where she was living, but it was probably Arkansas. There are just no laws that protect tenants 
in Arkansas. So it would be like, my toilet is flooding. They'd be like, maybe I'll get to it. You owe me $3,000. Yeah, yeah. Also, her job is kind of bullshit. I think the greatest, the greatest realist part of it, I thought, was when um, suddenly, because she was no longer paying daycare costs, she could afford <laughs> all of this additional shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, not having to pay for daycare. Like, that is the part that's like the fantasy, right? Yeah. Like, the, the not the high cost of like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, she gives it to him, and I'm like, no, save it. Save it, please. Our whole, like, financial, building financial wealth is too ingrained in me, and I'm like, make an emergency fund, please. <laughs> that was a ridiculous book that we read. I agree. It would, what also, like, I agree. It reminded me a lot of, like, fan fiction in that, like, I'm like, I guess this is happens in this book like <laughs> i mean why not, why um, not? <laughs> it's also very like homey like nothing was really an issue they spent a lot of yeah. time in the house you know yeah nothing with like there seemed to be no high stakes despite the fact that you're literally working with the fire breathing <laughs> poison spitting <laughs> It was, it was a heartwarming in its simplicity, I guess I'd say. Uh-huh. Perfect for the season. Perfect <laughs> for this. Perfect for the season, you know? I think we all learned... Uh, my only thing is, is we never did learn the true meaning of Christmas. That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> I mean, cookies, right? That's the true meaning, right? That is probably... It's on the cover. They should have. They should have done it. Or, like, absolute subservience from your male. That's the true meaning of Christmas, right? <laughs> Not to bring this down, but the whole time when I when they said alien, I kept thinking about illegal alien or undocumented person. <laughs> and how this book pretty much works on almost all levels. <laughs> oh, yeah. He keeps, she keeps him in the basement. I know. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of a predator. She is definitely a predator. He's literally a predator. <laughs> also, that kid never seems to get any older. The the toddler. Yeah. Oh, man. The part where, like, I mean, besides being, like, able to and often does shoot fire from his mouth, like, I don't think he's a good role model because he's <laughs> teaching the toddler to growl at people at the window. <laughs> like maybe yeah, that's that doesn't a bad seem idea. like yeah, I don't think that's a well-adjusted small child at all. And now he's going to move. Do you realize she's bringing her two boy children to a matriarchal colony? Where they're going to have to be, like, the slighted, like, tiny, flightless humans <laughs> in a harem of some, yeah. like, female dragon. <laughs> I was like, sucks to be them. <laughs> it's kind of like when you bring your daughters to a fundamentalist cult or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to suck I'm sure that's going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, why did... Possibly not a good idea to bring your human children there. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know the the decision to bring the whole family. I, I mean, couldn't you have left him with your parents so they can lead like a somewhat normal well, life? I mean, she literally has no one. There are no friends. She has no friends. That's why she gave her child to an alien. Yeah. But she mentions at one point she has parents that are alive. So I was kind of surprised that didn't God, come up. Please move in with your parents. Someone needs to help you with your babysitting. That's not somebody who can breathe fire from his mouth. Also, were you a little bit worried about the temperature of his fire and how maybe that's not a good idea to like cook a turkey? Like you just, like, <laughs> I mean, like there's a reason why the oven has like degrees on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why we don't like encase our turkeys in flame. <laughs> yeah, you know? like that would not cook the that would only cook the outside. I feel like this person maybe has never never cooked. cooked. Anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were so many things where he just burned the fuck out of something. And I was like, now it's charred on the outside and raw in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) But she was so into it. She's like, this is so tasty. I was like, uh, what? Also, uh, I know this is not the important thing to to try and figure out, but it bothered me that she bought two turkeys because there's no way there's room in her fridge for two turkeys. (laughs) I thought that too, actually. (laughs) I was like, that is so much turkey. I was like, there's no way. I mean, maybe you could put them in at like one after the other, but let's talk about the fact that you can't put them both in your fridge. Yeah. You know, just like tell me that you have an additional fridge somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And it takes like hours to cook that turkey. Are you going to cook like a sequence of turkeys? I mean... With an alien fire-breathing monster, we're worried about the big time. (laughs) I mean, it's true, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like, that, you can't. Like, I know a thing about that. I don't know a thing about aliens. What is the true crime here? Leaving your child with an undocumented alien that breathes fire or getting salmonella from your turkey that's charred on the outside (laughs) (laughs) and raw in the middle. (laughs) I mean, that's a big concern. Like, (laughs) they could die either way, really. Okay, so if you ever watch those, like, nature movies and shows, it's like, sex is weird on many different levels. And partnerships are weird. Praying Mantis is eat the head of the male mantis. That seems odd to a human, but you're dealing with a whole other species from a whole other world. So you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So I feel like there's going to be this point where he's like, and then this is the time when we eat our children. And he'll be like, she'll be like, say what now? (laughs) You know? (laughs) He's all like, you know, I serve you and you are so sweet and I love you so much and I'm going to cook and I'm going to clean and then I'm going to eat your children. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there has got to be some twist in there. Yeah, I also agree. Like, I was expecting some. I mean, it just seemed like she was. I mean, uh, yes, like like if there's it wasn't quite weird enough, like it almost needed to be slightly weirder where it's like, I'm just domestic. Yeah. And it's like, we can find like weird examples of sex 
on this planet alone, <laughs> you know, like you try to have the sex with a like a prey mantis, it would be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you can imagine all the different like weird elements of, uh, you know, this tailed animal. And it's surprising that it's not more weird, right? But maybe she's already previously established in this romance novel series that apparently all they have is like, because they're seven feet tall, slightly normally, slightly larger than normal penises. Like that's the (laughs) only difference. Slightly normal. (laughs) I mean, that's true, right? Like that's... It would make sense if you're seven feet tall that other parts of your body would also be larger. Also, yeah, it's... (laughs) You should just go out with the Vikings or something. They're also seven (laughs) feet tall. I don't know about the penis situation, but... (laughs) He has two hearts. He has two hearts. There's no reason why she should have expected anything. And I thought it was weird that she went into this without... Before they started being like, okay, um, so this is how my genitalia works. How do you think this is going to go? Like, I was expecting some sort of conversation about, like, what are the steps you think are part of this? (laughs) Yeah. Like, let's just figure that out. each other's head? Is there any kind of, like, killing afterwards? Do you have any additional second set of wings that comes out of your growing area? Like, just tell me now. I don't want to be surprised by that. I don't. I just don't want to. Be, I feel like they should have had a serious adult heart to heart before they like decided that they were gonna like Which is get like, it on. I mean, humans do that with humans. What do you not like? You know, mm-hmm. you should probably make some basics. He thinks it's okay to kill children. He thinks it's okay. So obviously, yeah. so your social like maybe, mores. Don't. They ha- they ha- she has more questions about the toilet um, <laughs> than she did about about you know you know when they were fixing the toilet than she did about like before before we do this like let's what let's talk about down this there. Just a bit. what are your yeah, expectations what are your expectations because like if this is in ends with my head being being you know chopped off it's not okay it's <laughs> not okay that's a- oh man that's so funny. <laughs> yeah yeah so ridiculous yeah i'm excited (laughs) to read some other books (laughs) the more we talk about it the more excited Uh, i am to like you're like well all right that was so ridiculous i mean i think i'll read some more (laughs) you know i mean it's true where like for instance jennifer ashley's like shifter series there's 12 million books and Half of them are novellas and they just like, you know, it's just like a quick hookup and then they're together, you know. And so it makes sense that this too would be like, you already know the score here. There's some sort of weird female harem going on. Fine. We're moving on. Sex. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm excited. But also, I couldn't get 100% behind it. Because I think the thing that bothered me most was the spines for hair. I think. <laughs> like running your hands through it? Mm-mm. Nope. That would feel weird and gross. Everything else I'm okay with. 
everything else everything else is fine keeping a slave in your basement fine <laughs> he was like talking about like i need like an earring and my ear flap do you remember how he said ear flap and <laughs> to show my status as a male in your family <laughs> Ear flap also. I was like, how human are you, really? Do you have ears that are like... I was thinking like maybe Shrek. Shrek ears? Yeah, yeah, because he has some like pointy out ears, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going through all the other books and they all start with, I was sold on an auction. <laughs> or stolen by an auction. There's a lot of abducted by aliens and auctioned off. Like eBay style, I guess. <laughs> I mean, human trafficking. It's a fun yeah. new way of yeah. doing it. Remember so. how we also read The Mister was like another version of human trafficking? Yeah, but yeah, but that bothered you more because that was a little bit closer. There were no aliens in that book, so you didn't know how you were supposed to feel about that. I mean, that was that was obviously just as fantastical as this book. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, with a similarly dumb main character. <laughs> Remember how she, he was like really attracted to her granny panties? I know. She, really? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you going to read the other books? Oh no, not a chance. Not a chance. Do you want me to this, like call you up and read them to you? Uh, no, that would be weird. But I do expect a full book report next time. <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be like, hey, Alana, here's this weird shit that they do in their bedroom. <laughs> you need to know this because I know this in my head now. I feel like it just gets a little bit too much close to like Tyrannosaurus porn. And I'm just like, it really does. Just, or like just dragon yeah. porn, which is funny because I have read books with dragon shifters before and it's not been like this because they're like human. That's the thing about shifter romances is that most of the time if they are human, if their like mate is fully human, they have sex as humans. Yeah, which which kind of in a romance novel universe solves a lot of problems with my own uncomfortableness with bestiality <laughs> you need to get yourself more comfortable is the answer <laughs> come on oh, man. Oh, man man okay all right there's um, there's 100% going on 100% consent going on right now in that in that true. bestiality <laughs> relationship i would i would say that consent was pretty good in this book mm -hmm. in general it was clear that both of them were, like, way into it pretty early. Though, like I said, they didn't really have a conversation about protection beforehand, yeah, which God. is a little concerning, because you're literally having sex with an alien. Who knows what interstellar STDs he has? Oh, my God. Protect yourself. You don't know if your genes mix. You don't know if you're going to get some, like, weird half thing coming out of you that wishes it was never born. It's like, kill me. <laughs> like, you need to be responsible with that, ma'am. Also, yeah, that was another another situation where we were like, I mean, there was that point where she was like, am I doing the right thing to a 14-year-old? 
<laughs> then she's also like fucking an alien in the back room without worrying about protection. It's like maybe that's why you have two children. Even mm. like <laughs> mm. <laughs> maybe you need to you need to figure out like some basic birth control stuff. Maybe you need to focus a little bit more on you before you <laughs> enter into a relationship true. with a alien nanny that lives in your house. You know, like you maybe. know what I thought was funny though is that so she's poor and a single mom and almost about to lose her job, or maybe she does lose her job. Anyway, this is about the time where a millionaire would come in. Yes, yeah, it is a sort of millionaire situation. Yeah, and I was waiting for that. I was like, is he also rich? And I was like, no. Are you telling me he's a freeloader? <laughs> like, she's buying <laughs> food? Uh, like, all that money she saved, she probably didn't save that much because she was buying him a whole turkey a week or whatever. Like, he ate that turkey whole, didn't he? Insane. He ate a lot of it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that maybe. But then again, she's saving all, she's honestly saving like probably like 30 or 40,000 a year on daycare. So that's probably a good deal. Maybe this is just like free daycare porn. You know how like. I feel like this is an amalgamation of like a bunch of things that ladies need. Like they need childcare, <laughs> like no hassle, co-parent. Uh-huh. They, need, they need, you know, like a sexual partner, but they don't really need a second income. but i was really hoping he would become a prince because it seemed to fit yeah the situation that makes sense yeah i was a little worried about them like definitely their long-term potential on on earth was limited yeah it's true i mean at some point you would have to you would have to explain this the seven foot alien that lives in your house at some point in cressley cole's immortals after dark they talk about how there's all these demons that live in New Orleans and they have horns. And then they talk about how they're like always on like a set. Like they're like, oh, yeah, I just came off of like Buffy or whatever. <laughs> so that was smart. Because let me tell you, Comic-Cons don't happen all the time. So next month we are moving along the genre wagon to doing a firefighter book. Firefighters! Um, Firefighters! We haven't decided exactly which one it will be, mm-hmm. but it will probably be some form of firefighter book of some variety. So if you, if we post this and you think of one, let us know what your <laughs> favorite firefighter book is. <laughs> I have read a firefighter book before. He got together with a woman who was deaf. Is that correct? Maybe his brother would stuff. I don't know. It was something called like Hot and Heavy or something. Hot and Heavy. (laughs) That sounds like a book we would read. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Thank you for listening to Getting Lit, available monthly on iTunes. For extra bonus features on this episode, you can visit gwenwendy.com slash S3EP10, where you can also read more about Wendy. You can follow Lana on Twitter at Librarian Lana. What's the best type of romance novel, Wendy? The trashy kind. May or may not be mammalian. May or may not. <laughs> may or may not. <laughs> you may have an egg. <laughs> <laughs>
Wendy and Alana's podcast. Wendy and Alana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo!